सानी दे सानी दे Welcome back to the Dead Dad Society. I am Mitch Galling. I am your host. Episode five, guys. What is going on? What is happening in the world? The Coronas, the Coronas. It's 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 taking over. It is it is next level now. Uh, people liked that I called it the Coronas. Uh, everyone, everyone loved it. And by everyone, I mean the three people that told me that they liked it that I called it the Coronas. So, Alvin's here. Alvin's here again. We are. Doing the distancing, we are. What are we? Two meters apart. Two meters. Two meters. Two and a half. Yeah. Good on us. But no one else made it to the Dead Dad Society again. That is fine. I've I've just actually had like a whole packet of Oreos uh, to myself. No one, no one was here. But they shouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? They need to be observing the rule. Stay home. Stop going to Bondi Beach. Stop going to the everywhere. Stop going to IKEA. Is like, can you still go to IKEA? I'd love to go to. I'd love the meatballs. Anyway, sorry, unrelated. Episode five. We're back. Thanks for all the love on the other episodes. I appreciate it. Um, someone pointed out to me that in the was either the third or the fourth episode. I can't remember. I've just done so many episodes. I can't remember. But um, that I destroyed a copy of Paul Blart, but I actually only really destroyed the case, and they were unhappy that I didn't destroy the DVD itself. They were worried that it would come back to get me. So. Is that better? I hope that's better for you. Did that work? I don't know, but we've done it. We've destroyed another copy of Paul Blart. I'll take it, guys. There's something uh, that I need to talk about first of all. That is that all the comedy festivals are done. All the comedy festivals are done. Uh, supposed to be going down to Melbourne very soon, but that has been cancelled for 2020. Um, so if people did buy tickets, there's going to be refunds available. Same with Sydney Comedy Festival, which, which was happening in April. That's done. And uh, Newcastle Comedy Fest for May, that has been rescheduled to November, I believe. But yeah, everything's done. All all life is cancelled. Uh, all comedy is cancelled. That is, it's my whole life. Uh, comedy is my whole life. It's cancelled. Um, people are doing... You know, live stream videos and, and live chats on Instagram and oh, don't get me wrong, I love a I love a good live video, but man, my Instagram is filling up at the moment with the amount of people doing live videos. My phone is going ballistic with the amount of notifications about people going live, and that's fine. I'll probably go live at some point too because I'm a sellout. But just calm down, just calm down, everyone. <laughs> Doing my head in, but. Alvin, Alvin's here. As always, we love to chat. We love to chat, Anna. We love to have an Anna chat. Anna Diamas. We had some horrendous news since the last episode. Yeah. Is that it is it is official? She is dating Ben Affleck. Whoa! Like, put a put the sold sign across her because she's uh, off the market. Yeah, uh, that's uh, sorry. That's, I didn't mean to say that. That's uh, she's a very lovely lady. We shouldn't treat her like property. But yeah, Anna Diamas off the market. Yeah. Not that I mean, not that either of us were attempting it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. she's off the market. She's with well, she's with Batfleck. Yeah, the Batfleck. She's with the Batfleck, and they. Sh- I saw a Daily Mail article. They shared a very passionate kiss on the beach, mm. and they were taking photos together. And oh man, that just seems like love to me. So. But yeah, Anna Diamas. Not much, not much else to come up in the Anna Diamas chat. Bond is pushed back to November. That's if movies even exist after this. 
after the coronas wipe everything out. But yeah, she looks happy with Ben Affleck. She does. Yeah. And I'm happy for her. I, just, <laughs> I am. I, honest to God, I'm so happy for her. And that's, that's good. But yeah, so everything. You don't mind? A lot of people hate him for some reason, and I really don't get it. Is it because he did Daredevil back in 2003? Or? Maybe it is. Maybe it <laughs> yeah. is because he did do Daredevil. I don't know. Was he blind in Daredevil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's blind. Was he blind the whole movie? Yeah. I feel like I need to watch Daredevil again. That is where he met Jennifer Garner, though, right? That's right. So, okay. All right, so he's probably glad he did Daredevil because that's where he met the mother of his exactly. children. But as an overall, everyone's like angry. They're like, no, we wish that that relationship didn't happen because of Daredevil. But yeah, Ben Affleck, everybody, everybody, he's, he's a really good director. Like I really liked The Town, the movie he did and Argo, Argo was really good. And yeah, he's just, he's, he's real good. I was really keen to watch that one that he was in where he was like an alcoholic basketball coach. The way back, but I believe that is has been rushed to streaming services yeah. now that the cinemas right. are also no longer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's good. We'll get on that. But oh man, so much stuff going on. So much stuff going on. Is I um I always love to I always love to chat my embarrassing moments on the pod. People seem to whenever I like chop up clips. And put them online or, or whenever people tell me stuff, they seem to love the stuff where I get embarrassed. And which is nice. Um, man, I was thinking about, I was thinking about like, because everybody's been sort of social distancing. We're not having parties or you're not supposed to be having parties. Don't have parties. You're very bad. But we're not having parties. We're not having gatherings. We're not having this. And I was thinking about, I was like literally sitting there the other day and I was thinking about like, what was the best party that I ever went to and there was like there was a lady a lady there was a girl in my high school um and she used to have the best parties her um her dad was her dad was uh, like really rich and they had like the best house ever and it had like all these like hectic it had like a hectic pool with like a cave and like used to jump off like the top of this uh like bridge thing down into the, and I know like there was like a little uh there was a little jetty and you could swim under the jetty and you could go in there and i know of several people that had like sexual relations under that jetty and i'm not allowed to tell anyone um who did it but i'm looking at you in your eyes in the camera and you i know that you know do you know what i mean you know but that was the best. She used to have the best house parties, but I was thinking about this one house party in particular. Oh no, it wasn't even a house party. It was actually a, it was a paddock party. It's for one of my, uh, one of my dear friends. Uh, her name's Barry. Um, her, that's just her nickname. That's her surname. But she, she was turning 21 and she had like a family, uh, like a big family property thing where they had a huge paddock and a big sort of uh, undercover area and they had this huge party right and it was it was the best it was a fancy dress party i went as who did i go as i went as woody from toy story um <laughs> yeah that was great anyway i'll put up photos of that on some of the on some of the socials that'll that'll be a good laugh but um i went to this party and like throughout the throughout the night like we were there probably all day all afternoon all night and we're just having like a just having a hell of a time, and just, and having a having a hoot, right? And it gets to the point where, with most twenty first, it starts to get serious, right? And 
everyone came together. And she was dating like a, at the time she was dating a close friend of mine. Um, but you know, he didn't really like, didn't really like talking and, uh, her parents, her parents both love a chat, both love a chat. They, they did a little speech, but, um, I was actually quite a fabled speech, her dad's speech. Um, he, what he would do is literally every time he would say something, there would just be a group of about five or 10 guys that would just chant what he just said and just repeat it. So he'd be like, I remember when she, uh, I remember we were at North Shore Hospital and then like 10 drunk guys would be like, North Shore, North Shore, North Shore, and just celebrate North Shore. And then he'd be like, it was a crazy night. It was storming and there was lightning. And then 10 guys would be like, lightning, lightning. Anyway, unrelated to the story, but, um, he, he, he does a speech and then they're like, does anyone else want to do a speech? And this is. When you look back, like I was looking at my Facebook memories, I was looking at my Facebook memories the other day and I was having a horrible realization of who I am and looking at memories. And I was thinking about this memory because it was like the one, like, you know, when they say like on your deathbed, there's like memes that go around that are like you on your deathbed. And it's like, oh, when I did that thing in 2004 and, uh, and then you die and it's the last thing you think of. I think this will be my thing. Like I'll literally be on my deathbed and then, and it's not even that bad. It was just a weird, embarrassing moment where they were like, do a speech, do a speech. And I got up and I was like, guys, like I was pretty, uh, I was on the, on the source on the, you know, on the, um, no, I don't even know why I did that. Cause I wasn't, wasn't doing that, but I was on the source on the, the one handers, but I, I got up and I was like, guys, I'm going to keep it short. Just, just repeat after me. I was like, I love Barry because she's my best friend. And then everyone went to try and repeat what I said. But then I also tried to add to what I wanted them to chat, to chant. So then it was like, I love Barry because she's my best friend. And then everyone was like, well, and I was like, and she's, and it was just like just a clusterfuck and it got to the point where there was like probably 70 or 80 people in this paddock and this poor like friend of mine she's being you know all the all the life is oh sorry all the lights are being pointed at her all the attentions at her and then there's just a drunk woody from toy story just standing on a table like and i love her and she's my best friend and and there's 80 people just being like what are you what did you want us to say? And it just went, literally ended with me being like, don't worry about it. And then I just got down. And then I just went to my car and sat in my car and was like, what was that? What the hell? And then everyone was like, whoa, that was, you're pretty, you're pretty. And I was like, I know. And then the next day we all woke up in the paddock party after the paddock party and and one of my other friends who had really only just joined the group, um, he didn't come to the party because he was, um, uh, I believe, I believe that he was a dog, right? That's why he didn't come to the party because he was a dog. And he messaged us and he was like, guys, I want to make up for it. I'm really sorry I didn't come to the paddock party. And we were like, how are you going to make up for it? And then he was like, I'll bring a 21 piece bucket over of KFC original recipe OR, right? I know the lingo OR 
because I used to work at KFC. Um, you guys probably could have figured that out though, because I did actually say the words original recipe before. Anyway, but original recipe, OR, 21 piece bucket. He comes over, he gives it to us. The aircon's broken in our house. So we're all sitting there. We've got our feet in buckets of ice. We have 21 pieces of chicken between a bunch of us. And look, I think collectively, not that my mate who wasn't there because he was a dog would know, but I think collectively we just looked each other in the face and we were like, we're never going to talk about that. I'm glad we didn't. And I want to talk, I'm glad I've spoken about it now. And hopefully she brings it up with me or her ex-boyfriend at the time brings it up with me because that'll be literally, I'll be on my deathbed. It'll be like my family, like I've got, you know, who knows, who knows what my family's like at that point. You know, I'll be onto the second wife, third wife, who knows, good, lucky, but, uh, I'm, let's say I'm there. Let's say I go, I go soon. Let's say the coronas strikes me down very soon, which I've just jinxed. I've hundred percent jinxed it. I'm going to get the coronas now, but let's say soon the corona strikes me down and I'm on my deathbed and they're like, I'm just laying there. And just before I go, they're like, is there anything you regret? And I'm like, I love, I love her. Cause she's my best friend. And, uh, and I, I'd probably get her to come into the hospital and then I could do my speech again properly. I'd be like, I love you cause you're my best friend. And you're one of the cool, it's not a chant at this point. It's just a nice speech, but, and plus like, I'll, even if I do mess it up, like everyone will cut me slack because I have the Coronas. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah, man. Such an embarrassing, like I will think about that all the time. It actually kills me, but yeah, we had a, her and I had a really weird relationship there for a while because, um, she never actually something happened between her and I that she never forgave me for. And, um, I said, like, I'll set the scene, right. Where there's like a bunch of us, there's a big bunch of us, probably like seven or eight of us, um, going up to the Gold Coast for a Bucks weekend. And, uh, she was coming with us on the Bucks weekend. She's, you know, she's just one of the guys kind of thing. And, um, she's coming with us on this Bucks weekend and we're all at the airport. We're all waiting to go. And we all went around to our respective, it was an early flight, so we went to get breakfast. Like, uh, someone went to McDonald's, you know, someone went to just get a toasty from somewhere. It cost them $74 or something because it's the airport. But I went to Subway. And there was a Subway right in the city that I used to love getting breakfast from. I used to get it all the time when I worked in the city. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get Subway breakfast. I haven't had it for a while, but that'll be sick. So I get this Subway breakfast, footlong bacon and egg extra pepper, old English cheese, white bread, or Italian herb and cheese, depending how you feel. I get it back, I unwrap it, and I go like this, I take it up to my mouth, and as it hits about here, I go, something smells funny. I can smell something really gross. But I was like, well, it's obviously not this sandwich, because this sandwich has never burnt me before. So I've got it here, let's take a huge bite of this sandwich. So oh, straight into it, I put the sandwich down, I'm chewing and straight away I go, I can taste fish, I can taste fish. And it was, it was a bacon and egg sandwich. So there's no, no, no fish inside, no fish inside. And yeah, no fish. So I take a bite and I, I'm just sitting there, I put the sandwich back down. 
I'm sitting there, I've got this in my mouth. And as I go to swallow it, just my body just kicked in. My body was like, nah, I don't want this in me. And I just threw up on the table of the food court of the airport, all over my breakfast. And my friend was sitting across from me, her boyfriend, one of the other guys going on the bucks. And she was just like, what the fuck? What the hell? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it tasted like fish. It's supposed to be only eggs. This egg, it's an egg and bacon sandwich, but it tasted like fish. You can understand why I needed it to not be inside of myself. And I threw up. I literally threw up on this table. And like, she was like, no, I'm done. Like, she didn't have her breakfast. No one else had that. And then I was like, oh, why is it like, what's going on? And then so I packed up, I packed up like this vomit sandwich. And I went back to Subway and I was like, hey, um, I just had a bite of this and it made me throw up. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, this sandwich, which is, uh, seems to be a, supposed to be a pretty straightforward egg and bacon combination, which I've had plenty of times in my life, uh, seems to have some sort of fish in it. She's like, it, it doesn't have fish in it. And I was like, did you maybe perhaps prepare my sandwich with like some cutlery or something that maybe you used to cut up some fish. And she's like, we don't really cut up fish. And I was like, okay, well maybe it's just the eggs or something, but this is disgusting. It made me throw up. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And she gave me a refund. Uh, she actually tried to make me another one first. And I was like, oh, uh, no, uh, I've learned my mistake. Um, to the point where that was in 2000 and oh, 2011. I think I was in 2011 and I had Subway breakfast again for the first time this year in 2000 and no, it must've been 2019 last year um, was the first time I had it again. And even then the whole time I was having it, I was like, Oh, I remember that fish. I remember when you had it and it tasted like fish. So it's disgusting. And yeah, we never really moved past that. My friend and I, like we went to the Bucks weekend and like, we'd just be on the Bucks weekend and we'd be all having dinner and, you could just see in her eyes, she was like, he's going to throw up on me. He's going to throw up on us again. Look at him. Every time I'd order something, he'd be like, you sure it's not fishy? Not going to be too fishy? Yeah, it was a good Bucks weekend. But yeah, we never really moved past that. So I think in terms of our relationship, the subway, vomiting subway pretty much on her. And then... But I love you, you're my best friend, doing a speech. Man, we've got a fun relationship. <laughs> she's, nah, she's the best part. We, our relationship's fine. Her mum her mum is super Scottish and reminds me of Billy Connolly, but a lady. <laughs> she's like, oh, I, I went for a walk down by the lock. <laughs> and you're like, what? That's, that's not even a word. But yeah, reminds me of Billy Connolly a lot. Um, yeah, there's no... There's, Oh man, Billy Connolly. Oh, I mean, he was ING Direct. He was. He was for. A, oh, maybe I should tell my. I'm going to tell my Billy Connolly vomiting story too. Man, I've I vomit a lot. It turns <laughs> out uh, I've got a real problem. No. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So a couple of years ago, um, after Billy Connolly got diagnosed with like Parkinson's disease. Um, he was like, he announced he was doing like one last tour kind of thing. And this is when my dad was still alive. He was like, oh, I'd love to go. So mum and I bought tickets to go and see him. Went to, uh, I think it was 
was Newcastle Entertainment Centre was uh, so it was actually way cheaper to buy tickets for Newcastle Entertainment Centre than it was for the Opera House. So we went to Newcastle Entertainment Centre. The tickets were like $180, $190 each, something like that. And mum was like, oh, we'll just put it on the credit card, whatever, it's a treat. You, me, dad. So we went and to set the story, right? So the, the show was on a Sunday. The show was on a Sunday night. And I was living... I was living down in, I was, I was in Hornsby. I grew up on the central coast. My parents were on the central coast, but I was living in Hornsby. And after work one day I went and I had, I went to uh, a establishment. I won't name it, but they had uh, crab claws. You could get crab claws, like $2, two dollars two fifty each, whatever. I didn't come here to discuss price, but $2 each, two fifty each, whatever. These crab claws, I had them. Delicious crab claws. And then a couple of hours later, I was like, oh, I don't feel too good. And I started to feel a little bit under the weather, but I was like, ah, I'll be right. Next morning, I wake up violently just throwing up. And I was like, oh no, like this is the crab claws. I've got some horrible food poisoning. I like spend the whole day around the toilet. I spend the whole day on the lounge throwing up, whatever. And uh, I've got to go to Billy Connolly that night. I've got to drive to Newcastle to go to Billy, Con- Billy Connolly with my mum and dad. And so I drive from Hornsby to my parents' place on the Central Coast. And my dad's like, can you drive? I'm like, no. No, I cannot. I cannot drive. So I sat in the back of, I think they had the Kia. The Kia. They're pretty rich. But uh, sat in the back of the Kia. Mum and dad drove. I'm in the back just hating life. Every 20 minutes, I'm like, can you pull over? Like driving up the freeways, like, can you pull over? And then I just get out and throw up. Uh, uh. We get to the Newcastle Entertainment Center and my parents are like, love to be on time, love to get there early. My dad was a warrior, like wanted to get there early always, wanted to make sure things, you know, went to plan. And uh, the show doesn't start till oh, 8 o'clock, 7.30. Doors are at 6.00. And we're at the entertainment center at five o'clock. And I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do for an hour until doors open? I just went for a walk. Went for a walk. I'm walking around trying to get fresh air. Eventually I start to be like, oh, I'm going to throw up again. And outside of the Newcastle Entertainment Center, there was one portaloo. One portaloo. So I'm in there, you know, throwing up constantly. And then I've got people lining up trying to come in. So, you know, I'm doing like this switcheroo every couple of minutes. I go in, throw up, then someone goes in and they go to the toilet and then I go in and throw up again. Eventually, after a while, I was just throwing up in a garden outside of Newcastle Entertainment Centre. I was throwing up. And my dad, my dad, you know, bless his heart, was like, mate, lemonade. Lemonade always works. It, honestly, it always works, especially flat lemonade. And like growing up, I didn't like... I always had like a lemonade ice block if I felt sick. That was like a good way of getting stuff in, like getting fluids in. But having flat lemonade, I was like, oh, I've never heard that. But anyway, he went to the Newcastle Entertainment Center store, bought me a lemonade, can of lemonade. And then I could see him walking back to me. He's like shaking it as he gets back to me. And I was like, all right, luck. Here we go. Anyway, so he does that. He shakes it, shakes, shakes it. Eventually opens it. It's all good. And I'm having this lemonade and then it just goes absolutely hell for leather just insane projectile vomiting and I was like like my mum and dad are both like should we 
do you still want to go to the show? And I was like, no, it's fine. It's Billy Connolly. It's probably his last time here. You know, it's, oh, he's, he's, he's very sick himself. He's, he may not be back. And it's your birthday present, Dad. And now it's very expensive tickets. And we, now we should go. And then, like, I was like, oh, I'll even go sit in the car. Like, you guys go. I'll just wait. Anyway, it got to the point where just before the show started, I started to feel really good. And so I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push this. We went in. The show starts. Billy Connolly does like two and a half hours, something like that, two and a half hours on stage. And every 30 minutes, I would have to leave to go to the bathroom to throw up for like 10 minutes. And then I'd come back for half an hour and then go and throw up for 10 minutes and then come back. And like I missed, I did miss a lot of the show. I could hear it. Like I was just in the bathroom and I'd be like, ha ha, ha like just I could hear it but there was a very drunk lady there that day and she like was like the aisle seat was like my mum my dad me and then I just felt this like random thing on my leg and my dad did he goes oh and then we like looked under our seat and the lady that was sitting behind us had like climbed under our seat and was trying to snake was trying to snake her way (laughs) along the whole row rather than like just climbing it was the weirdest thing in the world but strangest lady but i remember that very vividly but yeah so just spent upwards like 50 percent of my time watching billy Connolly for the last time just spent it on the bath in the bathroom like throwing up hating life hugging a toilet in the newcastle entertainment center what a memory and He's, Billy's not too well. Billy's not too well. And, uh, you know, if, if something was to happen to him very soon, I'd be very sad that the last time, or the first time I ever saw him, but the last time I ever got to see him, I spent it hugging a toilet. It's very sad. Oh, man. That's good. That came out of nowhere. That Billy Conley story. It's just because I said that my friend's mum is Scottish. That made me think of Billy Connolly. Man, what a time. What a guy. Yeah. I did destroy that poor Bart, though. I killed it. Absolutely killed it. Oh, man. I, um... (laughs) This guy... This this afternoon? Yes, afternoon. Yes, afternoon. I'm walking through this shopping centre. And... This guy... Yeah. Was it yesterday? I can't remember. I feel like I'm having a stroke. Anyway, <laughs> yesterday afternoon, I'm walking... It's a Karanas. It's good. I, I did have an accent there. I didn't even mean to. It's a Karanas. But that's... I won't do that again. I'm sorry about that. Um, but yeah, yesterday afternoon, I'm walking through the... I'm walking through a shopping center. And I can see this, like... You know, the, like... The charity guys? Yeah. That are like, hey, what's going on? Do you, do you like elephants? And you're like, I do. I love them. Here's a dollar. Go away. But... Um, I, I'm walking through, I'm walking through and I'm about to walk past like a, um, like a fountain area and this guy, he goes, Hey, how are you? And I was like, Hey, and then he had AirPods in, like he had AirPods in both ears and like he walked up to me and tried to have a full on conversation with me about, I was either World Vision, something like that. 
but still left the AirPods in. And I don't know why, but it infuriated me to no end. Like, if you're going to... Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to take the time to come and talk to me, like, if you want me to come and listen to your spiel about World Vision or the elephants or whatever, have the respect and decency to take your AirPods out. I don't even care if the music's paused. Like, take them out. It's like, it's not like you had a Bluetooth earpiece in and you're like, I'm expecting a, a very important business call. It's like, you can barely hear what I'm saying in response to you. Probably because you're like listening to Joe Rogan, like Joe Rogan podcast or something in your ear while you try and talk to me about, you know, the world. But it was like, give me, give me the respect. Those charity guys are so insane though. Like when I was on the Central Coast, when I was growing up this one time, um, it was only about five years ago or something. I was just walking, and as I went to walk into the Coles, they had someone, like, kind of blocking... Not blocking the... Like, he wasn't like, you're not coming into Coles until you listen to me talk about all the children. Um, But he was like... He literally just goes, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yes. This is how he opened. Like, I'm not even... Word of lie. I can't remember who I was with, but I'm going to remember, and then I'm going to ask them to back up this story we're about to walk into Coles and just out of nowhere this guy's like can I ask you a question and we were like yeah and he goes do you like sexual assault and we were like what and he's like do you know how many children are sexually assaulted around the world in in third world countries and we were like no we don't we're just trying to go to Coles I'm just like this could be a real first world problem I'm trying to get into Coles and you and it's yeah obviously horrible horrible things but don't yell it at me. Don't yell it at me across a car, like the entry to a coal. So there's an old lady just trying to enjoy her life. And then she just hears that. Like what kind of, just an absolute psychopath to yell that out. Do you like, like sexual Do you like it? Do you like it? Like not have you heard about it or have you heard about the rates of it? But do you like it? Like, a, like it's a hobby. It blew, yeah, it blew my mind. Like, it's all about the phrasing, bro. Like, of course, it's a horrible thing, and it's a horrible thing that's happening. There's horrible things happening all around the world, and I'd love to help everybody that I can. I have my wife and I have specific charities that we donate to, as I'm sure a lot of people do. But now that charity is off the table for me because you yelled at me at a Coles. And you yelled, you didn't even yell at me. You didn't go, like, hey, like, can I talk to you about something? Or, hey, like, have you heard how there's no elephants anymore? Or something like that. But you yelled, do you like sexual assault? Do you like it? Anyway, just a nutcase. Just a nutcase. I, um, I was watching, watching the TV this afternoon and they had an ad for McDonald's where it was a young dad... And the young dad was driving. He did like four laps of the drive-through, the drive-through one, because his baby was asleep in the back of the car. So he like does a lap and he goes like a large cappuccino, please. And then goes, does a lap and then comes and then pays for it. And then does a lap again and then picks it up. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then like the baby's asleep and it's like, oh, he did it. And it got me thinking about the biggest power move that I've ever pulled in my whole life. Um, So... When, when my baby was quite young, she had a lot of trouble 
lot of trouble sleeping, didn't want to sleep on me. So when my wife would go to work or go to uni, she didn't want to sleep on me. So what I would do is I would just put her in the car and then I'd go for a drive for a little bit and she'd fall straight to sleep. It was the best. But this one day, you know, I'm trying to get her to go to sleep. She's just really not, not into it, not, not going for it. And eventually after a while, I've got, I have, uh, what did I have? I had all that jazz from the Chicago soundtrack. Loves it. I put that on. She's absolutely loving life. And eventually she falls asleep. So I'm driving around. And as I come around this corner, I just see an RBT. And I was like, oh my God, this guy is going to pull me over. He's going to wake the baby up. So what I did was, as I pulled up, the guy was like, good up. And I was like, shh. I was like, but the baby, the baby's asleep. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. I go, can, you just, can you just whisper? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then to his credit, this cop, he goes, just count one to ten. And he held it there. And I went like, one, two, three, four. And then even better, he goes, have you had anything? anything to drink and I was like no and he's like okay he checks my license and then he's like you're all good good luck and I drove away and I was like what respect for that cop like he helped me out like he could have easily been a dick and been like no I'm not I'm not being quiet count one to ten have you had anything to drink baby wakes up she goes bananas. I hate him. I hate authority now forever. And, but he was cool. He was cool. I was like, he is 100% a new dad or a recent new dad, or he's just a cool dude. Or he's just a cool dude. But what if it, yeah, tested positive, tested positive. I'm like, oh, let me off. The baby's asleep. Yeah. I had a drink to celebrate that she went to sleep. <laughs> let me off, bro. You think he would like... He... Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Man, you are so drunk. You're so... Are you... Have you been drinking? Step out of the car. I'm like, I can't step out of the car. Because you'll hear the door. And he's like, ah, oh, that's fair enough. And he's like, climb out the window. And he makes me climb out the window. <laughs> I basically just get arrested and just leave the baby on the side of the road. I message my wife and I go, hey, first of all, you need to go get the baby. Second of all, I'm doing 25 to life. Not really. You'd probably get in trouble. But if, yeah, if I was drinking with the baby in the car. That would, that would have been a good segment on like, you know, the RBT like shows on like Channel 9. Oh my God, that would have been the best on ABT. Yes. Yeah. Like the RBT cop. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get the voice. How's the voice? like. Mitch, yeah. Mitch claims he's just been home by himself, but he's just blown three times the legal limit and gone for a joyride with his baby. The baby's asleep and he doesn't want Officer Fuckknuckle to wake him up and it just cuts to him being like, count to one to ten, one to ten. Oh, man, I'm sorry I called you Officer Fuckknuckle there too in that RBT act out. You're a really cool officer. Man, that would be so good, actually. The RBT. And it's like in a follow-up, a follow-up segment being like, <laughs> where it ends with like, and we, 
And we know that Mitch is going to have a hard time when he gets home. And then it cuts to like me walking out of the police station with my wife standing behind me, like yelling at me in the car, being like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm an idiot. I'm so sorry. Can we go home? I'm so sad. Can we get some dinner? That's what I, yeah. Yum. You go through the Macca's drive, but just once, just once. <laughs> the baby's not even there. The baby's probably in, the baby's in some sort of look at, looked after like state services at that point because the dad just got dad just got pulled over for drinking man that's crazy crazy but yeah cool dude cool cop i appreciate you cops get a bad rap but you're a cool guy some cops are assholes some cops are cool you're a cool guy cops are tops remember those stickers how good anyway sorry sometimes i think i have like like an adhd (laughs) sort of thing where i just go like Blah! Remember those stickers? I love stickers. How good are they? Man, this, uh, when I was younger, I used to work at a, I used to work at a bakery when I was younger. And at the end of every shift, we, I used to get like all the leftover bakery goods and I'd like take it to school and like give it to my friends or like sell it to people that I didn't like. Uh, but one of the things is what I did was, is, uh, there was a girl there who was a couple of years older than me. And she was like, she was over 18 and I was like, probably only 15 at the time, but I, um, like this is related to drinking is that I wanted to get some drinks and I wanted her to get me some drinks. And I, well, first of all, I didn't know what to get. Second of all, I didn't know where I would put it, but, uh, one afternoon I'm driving around with my dad and we see a council cleanup and there's like a big bunch of like surround sound speakers on the side of the road at this council cleanup. I was like, oh, dad, can we get them? And we'll, we'll see if they work. He's like, yeah, mate, no worries. So we pull over, put them in the car, whatever. Take them home, try them, they don't work. But what I did was, is I, I, popped, I popped the cover off one of the speakers, pulled all the speaker parts out, and then I cut the wood of the speaker to reveal like a huge hole And then I built a little shelf just on the inside of the speaker and I would hide all my alcohol and all my contraband inside of that speaker and I would pop the cover back on. So I remember getting this girl who's a couple years older than me to buy me alcohol and she's like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, just like Jim Beam. Didn't know what really what Jim Beam was. At that point I'd had... I think I had like three twoies new at like a New Year's Eve party when I was like 14, 15. Because my cousin was like, you can have a new every time you do some sit-ups. And I was like, oh, a weird way to fat shame me, but okay. And I had them. They were delicious. But also three twoies new at 15 years old. And you can have more twoies new if you do more sit-ups. Recipe for disaster. Probably another situation of me vomiting there. Uh, I vomit a lot, apparently. But yeah, so I'm... I get this girl to get me, she's like, oh, do you want some Jim Beam? What, what kind do you want? I was like, I know. She goes, oh, do you want like white or black? And I was like, oh, black? Not knowing that black is like double strength, whatever percentage, I can't remember. But it's like, at that time, not a bad price, but it was like four of them for $18. And I gave her a $20 note. She was like, got them for me. Anyway, so one night, I have one and I'm like, whoa, like funky, like what's going on? This is crazy. 
another night my mate comes over oh yeah like we have one you know this is crazy i put one i put one in a cup and i put the rest of the can back into the speaker to have later and i forgot about it and then one day i'm sitting there with my dad and we're just uh we're either playing playstation or watching something in my room and he's just like smell i was like i don't know and he's like it smells like whiskey or something bourbon and i was like oh, i don't know he's like it's coming it's coming from the it's coming from the speaker and i was like that's so weird anyway so then he like picks up so he gets the speaker and he pulls it forward thinking that like maybe it's something behind it and then in that moment literally everything fell forward and pushed the cover of the speaker off which included the leftover of a four pack of double strength Jim Beam Blacks and one half empty can which was obviously where the ruminate like the 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 smells were ruminating for is that the word ruminating but I don't even know but where the smell was coming from um and just literally just looks down and there's just bourbon all over the floor and there's cans and like a four pack container and there's like a hollowed out speaker and like he looked at me and was like just go and get some paper towel and I went and cleaned it up he got rid of all the bourbon he chucked it out and I don't really think that I don't really think that he was particularly mad about the about the bourbon or the underage drinking I just think he was pretty like, my dad's a carpenter. Like, I think he was pretty pissed at my shoddy workmanship of my crappy little shelf in my cutout speaker that was hollowed out. I think he was impressed at my genius, but also not. It's very sad. Poor dad. Poor dad. He was so sad. He didn't question it at all. That's what I mean. Like, credit to him. He didn't question it. He got rid of it. Like, literally chucked it out. Got, I got paper towel. He went and got like Glen, not Glen 20. He went and got like spray and wipe. And we sprayed the floor. And then the speaker sat in my room. I actually kept stuff in the speaker like properly. And he would check it randomly and be like, what do you got in here? And I'm like, oh, it's just a pocket knife and like this sort of crap. But never hid, never hid stuff in there again. But man, for a while there, I was, I feel like a real badass. I had like a, it's like you see in movies where people have like a panic room or like a, um, what's it called? Like a, like an escape hole kind of thing. Not an escape hole, like a, a crawl space, mm. a crawl space, escape hole, a, a, scroll, a crawl space where like people can hide. Like if people are going to come in and arrest them or whatever, yeah. it's like, I felt like I had that, but it was just hiding a four pack of Jim Beam blacks, but, ah, oh, man, that's a good story to end on. I reckon. Dad things. I didn't even mean to speak about dad things. Did I speak about dad much? It was just that ep- just that last story, wasn't it? Oh yeah, dad was the Billy Connolly man. Maybe we are talking about dad stuff in the Dead Dad Society. I've actually really ever spoken about dad too much in the Dead Dad Society. Anyway, people need to come on. I'm getting too serious. Please help. No, not really. But yeah, thanks for. Thanks for watching again. Thanks for listening.
We destroyed another copy of Paul Blart. If you have anything you want me to talk about or if you know me and know any stories or want to ask me stuff, deaddadsociety at gmail.com. Send me stuff. A few people have like tagged me in Paul Blart memes and look, I do love it, but also hate it at the same time. Like I want to forget that it exists, but thank you for spreading the love. I love, I love you. I love you. I said it (laughs) anyway. uh, But yeah, thanks for checking out episode five. And uh, yeah, Alvin, in summary, anything we want to talk about? I like to check in with you. <laughs> I do like to check in just in case anything's going on with you. But yeah. Nothing, nothing Nothing's happening. The Coronas. Stay isolated, Stay isolated man. Catch up on Netflix. Watch Tiger King no, on Netflix. On ne- Netflix. I cannot talk. Netflix. On Netflix, watch Tiger King. Comedy festivals are all cancelled. Email me, deaddadsociety at gmail.com. And uh, yeah. Bye. Everybody's coming now